Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has blessed us to witness another Ramadan, a month of prayer and fasting and recitation of the Quran. And may his salat and salam be upon the one who was sent as rahmatan lil alameen, the one whose intercession we seek on Yawm al-Din. The strongest qasam or oath in the entire Quran the statement that Allah emphasizes the most in terms of oaths and swearing is what occurs in Surah Washamsi wa Duhaha. Allah gives 11 oaths. Washamsi wa Duhaha wal Qamari da Talaha. 11 oaths. Allah swears by the sun, the moon, the night, the day. Allah swears 11 oaths. There is no place in the Quran that has anywhere close to 11 oaths. What is Allah Azawajal giving the Qasam on? Qad aflaha. The one who purifies his soul shall be successful. There is no other statement in the entire Quran that is given this amount of emphasis. The one who purifies his soul is going to be successful. In fact, the concept of purifying the soul is why Allah sent down the Quran and revealed the prophets. Allah sent the prophets to purify the soul. He has sent a prophet to purify them. And Allah tells us that Jannah will only be for those who have tazakka, wadalika jazau man tazakka. Whoever has tazkia will be in Jannah. In fact, this concept of tazkia purification is so powerful that in a very amazing passage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa to go to the single worst makhluk, the most wretched human being in all of human history. Allah tells us in the Quran, nobody is going to be punished worse than Fir'aun, right? And Allah Azza wa Jal gave Fir'aun one way out. There was one path of salvation, one mechanism that the worst of the worst could manage to be saved. So Allah said to Musa, go to Fir'aun and ask him, Do you want to purify your soul? I'll tell you how to do that. Even Fir'aun had a way out if he did the tazkiyah of his soul. So insha'Allah ta'ala, today and the rest of this month, if Allah gives us life and, and, and power, insha'Allah ta'ala, every single day, we'll be talking a little bit about this concept of tazkiyatun nafs and how one approaches tazkiyatun nafs. Today, let's begin with some definitions. What is tazkiyatun nafs? The word tazkiyah has two meanings. Number one, to purify. And number two, to nurture and grow. So tazkiyah means you get rid of the negative and it also means you make support the positive. You get rid of the evil and you support the positive. You nurture. So this is tazkiyah. And as for nafs, a lot of people get confused. What is the difference between nafs and ruh and qalb? So inshallah, I'll very briefly summarize. This is a discussion that is very long. Ibn al-Qayyim talks about it in his kitab al-Ruh. Imam al-Ghazali talks about it in Ihya al Lots of ulama talk about it. I'll summarize one of the opinions. Wallahu ta'ala alam in the end. So listen carefully. And this will explain to you the difference between nafs and ruh and qalb. The word nafs is the broadest of them. And it sometimes applies to the body and soul combined, and sometimes only to the soul. So Allah says, Allahu yatawaffal anfusahina mautiha. That Allah causes the nafs to die. Kullu nafsin maut. So the nafs is the body and the soul combined. When it dies, the, the soul goes out. 
as for the ruh, the ruh is that which is inside of the body and brings the body to life. When Allah uses the term ruh, or when the Quran or the Sunnah uses the term ruh, it doesn't mean the body. It means only the inside. That is the spiritual essence that brings the heart to life, that brings the body to life. They ask you about the ruh. Say, Allah knows what the ruh is. You have no knowledge except a little. And our Prophet said that when the fetus is in the mother's womb, the ruh comes and is blown into it. So the ruh is distinct. And when the ruh comes inside, it becomes alive. So the ruh is only used for the soul. It is never used for the body and soul. As for the nafs, it is sometimes used for both and sometimes used only for the ruh. And then as for the qalb, it is the, the, if you have Venn diagrams, each one is inside of the other. The qalb is within the soul, the, the ruh, and the nafs. And the qalb is that faculty that is able to comprehend and think within the soul. Just like our physical bodies have a brain and a heart, so too the soul, the ruh, has the equivalent. The ruh has a cognitive capability. The ruh has within it a function of spiritual thinking. That function of spiritual thinking is called the qalb. So when Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the qalb in the Quran, He's talking about within the ruh, there is a cognitive faculty. The faculty or the capability to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be guided or to be misguided. So Allah says their hearts have a disease. Allah Azza wa Jal says their hearts have been rusted. And Allah says their hearts have taqwa and Allah says Allah writes iman in their hearts so notice he ascribes good and bad he ascribes positive and negative he ascribes good emotions and bad emotions to the qalb so the qalb is the center so when Allah says the nafs it applies to the nafs and the ruh and the qalb when Allah says the ruh it applies to the ruh and the qalb and when Allah says the qalb it only applies to the qalb is that clear three Venn diagrams each one is broader than the other and the smallest is the qalb Hence, when Allah says tazkiyatun nafs, what He's indicating is that when you purify the qalb, the whole body will be purified. And this is exactly what our Prophet said, that verily within the body, there is a lump, there is a piece. If that piece is pure, the entire body is pure. So how do we achieve tazkiyatun nafs? By two mechanisms. Number one, by adding and by nurturing positive elements, positive characteristics. And number two, by eliminating and protecting our hearts from negative elements. So for the rest of our lectures, inshallah ta'ala, we'll be mentioning both positive and negative. What should we acquire? What should we put into our hearts? What should we fight for? What should we nurture? And what should we be wary of? What should we be cautious of? What we should neglect? And the final point, inshallah ta'ala, and of course, we're always going to have to be very quick, you know, between seven to 10 minutes is my goal, inshallah. The final point, and this is the most profound insha'Allah ta'ala. Allah ascribes the success of our deen and dunya to the tazkiyah of the heart. Allah Azza wa Jal links Jannah to the tazkiyah of the heart. In fact, the verse mentions Jannatul Firdaus for the tazkiyah of the heart. This is empowering. It is a divine gift to all of us. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that regardless of the circumstances of your life, you have within you the power to unlock your own secret. You have within you no power on earth 
can come between you and your qalb, right? No power on earth can come between you and your spiritual soul. And Allah is telling us, if you unlock your own soul, if you can reach your own inner potential, if you can purify what's inside, you shall get to the highest of the high. Therefore, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what is happening outside of your life. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. It doesn't matter whether you have family, no family. It doesn't matter if you're the emperor or you're locked in a jail. Every single human being without exception has the potential to tap inside of themselves, has the potential to go inside and purify their heart and reach the highest of the high. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, within you is the secret of your success and within you also is the cause of your failure. So our goal inshallah ta'ala is to tap into that potential, to unlock the secrets of the qalb and to rise higher and higher. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who listen to Allah's statements and follow the best of it. And we'll continue tomorrow. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Do you ever get worried that your child may click on the wrong video online? Do you wish there was a safe channel for your peace of mind? Well, there is. The number one rated Muslim kids channel in the world, One for Kids TV, is here to solve all these issues. The channel has no advertisements and is safe for your children to browse and watch their favorite videos. With a wide selection of cartoons, songs, educational videos, and much more, your children will not only stay entertained, but also learn so much about their deen. You can listen to songs while your device is switched off and you can download videos to watch them offline. One for Kids TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means the small amount you pay for your subscription is a continuous charity for you, as all the funds raised go towards the production of new cartoons and educational films for your children. The One for Kids TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku, so you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 14-day trial.